Good morning and welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show, radio to open the heart, heal the soul, and awaken the consciousness. <laughs> I don't want to wake up. You know, um, when I was a little girl, um, I, I just... I don't know. If I get up in the morning, I end up being a morning person, Benny, but left to my own devices, I'd rather watch it from the other end. (laughs) (laughs) Some days are like that. For me, it's pretty much par for the course that I get up so early, but I like it. Yeah, so my my parents had this wake-up thing, which was, uh, I think it was my mother would come with this soft little voice, and she'd crack the door open, and of course, (laughs) I slept with two sisters, and she'd say, time to get up right and then she go away and no that didn't work right so <laughs> then enter the, the next... pots and pans right <laughs> clang, clang, no. clang, clang. get up not not yet because the next thing was that um somebody's hand and i believe this was my dad would reach in and flip on the light mm. right which is not a good thing and if that didn't work he would come in and take the covers off yeah which usually worked yeah you know i do it to my, my boys all the time too <laughs> It is time I, to get up. I know it's time to get up, and then I would I would get roar, angry and roar out of there. And um, I've learned a lot about anger through the years, and it is a moving energy that I hope all of us out there can harness for the good. And don't go to the dark side. Don't <laughs> do it. May the force be with you. Just do what you can. Right. So, wow, what a week we've been going through, and a lot of my clients are really tired and worn out. I've been doing sessions through Skype and Zoom and phone and FaceTime, and no, I'm not quite back in my office, you know, here in and the greater Seattle area, and I am in Bellevue. Um, we're still in phase one, and that means that we are still, um, you know, wearing masks, and, and we were the place where the COVID started, so we, of course, will be the place where we will take our little bit of time getting back up and running. So Is it 1 or 1.5? Is it 1 or 1.5? I think we're at 1.5. I think you're at 1.5, too, yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm actually going to... Yeah, I'm actually going to be back in the office in a couple of weeks, but Good. I'll announce mm-hmm. that as soon as I have the date set. Sure. Yeah. Um, but you will be wearing masks, so I will be looking like this. So that's what we do. It's par for the course around here for as well. You know, even Loretta, you're welcome to even to come back at any time here. We just see, look how excited you got. Yes, I don't know if you saw the email from me. Probably not. You're just so busy these days. I have to get my hair done for so long it is. <laughs> you no, know, you don't need to look all that snazzy to see us. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Uh, no, but basically, just most of the rules apply. You know, you just enter the building with a mask. Once you're in the studio, you can remove the mask and do your thing. And then uh, you leave. And then, of course, I will, like, you know, sanitize the room for the next hosts that come in for right behind you and, and so on and so forth so thank yeah. you so there you go yeah yeah so everybody just just hang in there stay stay in there and this is gonna be a really good show for you because you know as we've all been sheltering in place or going through our own experience with eight billion people on the planet you know we all collectively came here but then we have our own unique individual paths and wouldn't it be great to just be able to know what's coming up? So I know you guys can see my guest on YouTube. I'm not bringing her in just yet other than to tell you that her name is Mary Borer and she's amazing and we'll bring her on in a minute. So I am the owner of Reiki Oasis and we've been around going into our 26th year in business and we offer a lot of good stuff over there. So you can schedule appointments. I do take appointments all over the world at uh, schedule.reikioasis.com. Every Sunday at 11 a.m., I am doing a meditation 
And sometimes they're soft and restoring, and sometimes we're sending healing into the world. And I really, you know, if you want to just join your energies with us and put your good intention out there, um, you can sign up for Sunday Meditation with Loretta. And um, uh, yeah, you just go and sign up. It's, it's by donation, so you don't actually have to pay anything to get in, but you can if you want to, to try to help keep, you know, Reiki Oasis doors open. Um, I'm also doing a monthly class with women called Temple of the Divine Feminine. We're doing that through Zoom. It's working quite well. Um, it will be good to see everybody in person soon, but not yet. So the Saturday, June 20th is when we're going to do that. And somebody yesterday uh, sent me an email about the Crystal Bowl healing concerts. I did try to do a couple of those through Zoom, and um, I didn't like the way that the sound came through. So um, I'm actually uh, have some some new bowls coming and we're going to be setting up some concerts and I'll be uh, recording those or putting those out to you in a format where you'll be able to receive them. And yes, I do hope to be able to get back at the at the yoga center and um, get some of that going as soon as we can. A few little comments about astrology because, <laughs> you know, the, when the weather is stormy, it's just good to know before you walk out the door, should you wear your galoshes or your flip-flops? What's it going to be? I always tell people we are greater than the stars, but they are a reflection. And astrology, numerology, all, um, uh, all the things that we look at are merely reflections back at ourselves so that we can take a look at ourselves and then say, well, how do I fit into that? And, and uh, you know, you really should go to a great astrologer and get your chart deeply done, especially during this time of transition. Like, why are you here? Uh, what did you come to do? And of course, we might be able to help you answer some of those questions today. So big things in June. I'm just going to go through this so quickly because I want to get my guest on. June 3rd, which is already passed, because today is, I don't know what it is, the 10th or the 11th or the 9th the or 11th. something of June. Yes. The 11th, thank you. June 11th. Um, we had the rebirth of Venus. Venus is now the morning star, and this is the big healing time of our hearts. And some of your hearts may have been tender, so pay, pay attention to that. June 5th, we had a massive full moon Sagittarius lunar loony eclipse and this started the eclipse season with a with a real force this eclipse is about stepping into your power and removing obstacles that we very often place there ourselves and then we blame other people but when we take a look at it we're like oh my goodness i'm doing that to myself so i want to remind you we're far more powerful than we give ourselves credit for we really are and I, I, I feel like a broken record. I say all the time, energy flows where attention goes. Where is your attention? When we see something, you know, like going down the freeway, there's an accident. What happens? We, we just go, whoa, and our energy goes right there. And then we're like, you know, running off the road, causing another accident, trying to see what went on at that accident. And, and I always say, why don't you bring some intention into what you're attending to and and we can change this world it's really that easy i do a little thing i light a candle every morning and it just takes a moment i have my little tea candle i take a moment i breathe into my heart i i connect with all that is and i'm like where do i want to send some of my energy my intention 
today? And can it be a good thing? And so I, sometimes I'm like, I just want to send some peace. You know, I just want to send some enlightenment to our leaders. I want to calm people down. Anybody out there that needs love, I got a little extra love. I'm just going to throw that out there. And if they want it, they can take it. And then you just light your candle and believe it or not, it's big. It's, it's a big thing to do. It's not small. So, so please go do it. And, um, I also want to just warn you a little bit about Mars. Mars is real volatile right now and Mars is action, but it's also war battling you know so uh, kind of be be a little sensitive to that um, I talked a couple of shows ago about the lunar nodes I'm not going to go into it other than to tell you that they have moved into Gemini and Sagittarius until 2023 and so we're in a different time we're being asked to open our minds and listen and not be so full of ourselves that we know all you know we know everything open it up. It's time for conversations. And these are much needed conversations. And uh, we need to come together. We need to come together. June 17th, which is coming up next week, we have Mercury retrograde in Cancer. And uh, this is going to be a very sensitive retrograde, very sensitive. People are sensitive. People are going to be more sensitive. So don't beat people up because they're sensitive. Just just, you know, be careful. And then also with your own self, be gentle with yourself. Self-talk, self-love needs to be uh, right in alignment with everything. Coming up on June 2021, and these are dates for your calendar for June, because I'm probably not going to overly belabor these as the month goes on. June 2021 is cancer season, uh, the solstice, and the, the cancer solar eclipse. So this is a grand portal. It is enormous. It is huge. Uh, even some of my psychic friends have told me that they're expecting giant uh, solar flares. And so just really kind of put a little love note right there, June 2021 coming up. And that will be, the, by the way, the day of the temple, because I plan these things according to things so that the women that join with me, we can do some work around that. But this is a grand portal to a new dimension. A new dawn is awakening. And this eclipse kickstarts that massive energy. And this is the most powerful eclipse of the year. And heralds back to the eclipses and all that massive astrology in January 2020 of this year, where we had that all that stuff in the sky. Seems so long ago now when I was talking about that with all of you, that this is a year of big change. And you know, change is not always bad, but it can be uncomfortable. It's birthing. We're in the birth canal right now or in the cocoon, as people say. June 22nd, Nep Neptune goes retrograde, which means there will then be six planets retrograde. Uh, Neptune wants us to go deep into our soul and access our own intuition. Marianne, that's almost like getting close to you now. And uh, June 24 and 25, Venus is direct in Gemini. And we're going to get, reach greater clarity. And then June 27, Mars enters Aries, where it will stay for the remainder of the year. And remember that Mars and Aries, um, well, they, they, they go hand in hand. Mars rules Aries, right? You know, so um, it's a strong warrior energy, but I want to kind of redirect it. It can be a very volatile warlike energy. But this could be a building energy also, because it gives us the drive and the initiative to step into what we really need to be doing. Uh, on, the, on June 29, one last thing, 
Jupiter retrograde aligns with Pluto retrograde. That happens three times this year. The first time occurred in April. And this alignment is about money. It's about global finances. So you might want to take a look at your finances. It could also affect you in your personal finance area. And it really is talking about abundance. And remember that money is just one form of abundance. Of course, it's an energy. Do you feel abundant? And I've been talking a lot this week to people about their relationship with money, or do they even have one? Or, you know, is it a bad relationship? It's got to get rid of that guy, right? Or is it good? So anyway, that's the astrology forecast. And whew, that was more than I thought, but I'm, I'm real glad to get to it. And now I want to introduce my guest, which is what I wanted to do the whole time. Um, today, I have Marianne Borer. She's a PR professional, a communicator, an intuition advocate, and she has interviewed some of the most gifted intuitive in the world's in the world and she shares this their stories their 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 uh, stories in her new book the gift within intuition spiritual spirituality and the power of our own of our inner voice i'm showing you the cover of her book because i think it's so lovely i just love that the gift within and she also interviewed these top scientists and all these academic people and and smart intelligent people and you even interviewed a catholic archbishop didn't you yes yes i did so welcome to the show come on in and um say hello and we'll get started in with a wonderful discussion um your book is so fun to read by the way and each each one of the chapters is just kind of riveting but i'd like you to kind of uh, introduce yourself to the listening audience and I got to ask you, you know, like what led you to write this book? Are you a strong intuitive or what what led you to get there? How'd you get there? Well, I've always had respect for intuition, but this is my kind of backstory. Um, I lived in New York City for about 14 years and I worked at top PR firms. And at one point, do you remember Y2K, the year 2000, people were scared of the millennium. The world was going to just fall apart. I had a client who at that time was erecting a giant digital clock in Midtown Manhattan, 34th Street, counting down the days and seconds and minutes to the year 2000. I don't know why he was doing it. He wanted national press for this digital millennium clock. Um, He owned a lot of franchise restaurants and put their logos around it. But from a marketing standpoint, I, I didn't understand. But I thought, well, I have to get national press for this clock. So I had an idea. I don't use the word idea much anymore. I kind of use the word inspiration to find very highly gifted psychics and mediums, do a press conference a thousand days before the year 2000, which was in April of 97, and promote and launch this clock. And I did this event, I had 24 highly gifted people. They were all, I had to research them because I didn't wanna be lazy and just go get storefront psychics and just you know fill up a room. So I did this event, I found the 24 gifted people, sat them speed dating style at different tables at one of this man's, this client's restaurants, and 75 journalists showed up to this event, if you can believe it, including the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, CBS News, and Inside Edition Entertainment Tonight, you know, those kind of media. And yes, it was an abounding success. They could each have two to three minutes with each gifted person and go from one to the next and ask personal questions or world event or celebrity questions. And so it it was an abounding success. But the reason I mentioned this story 
for two reasons. The guy from the Wall Street Journal came up to me at the end of this thing, and he was just completely ashen. His hands were shaking, and he said, Marianne, I confess I came here to make fun of these people, these psychics, but they were so accurate that I'm still in shock. And the second reason I mentioned is I became friends and still am with a number of these gifted people. And um, over the years as a communicator, as are you and an intuitive, uh, it ir irritated me how they were viewed or, uh, you know, shown <laughs> by the media, you know, like, oh, they've all got to be fakes or soothsayers or whatever, um, which is far from the truth. And so I began to write their stories. Um, and, and I have the profile chapters on 33 highly gifted intuitives, meaning psychics and mediums and healers from the US and also around the world, mostly US though. And if you read their stories and they're not little two paragraph chapters, they're about seven to nine pages. It, we talk about their early life. Many of these people were gifted as children. Mm -hmm. Many were bullied, believe it or not. Some were supported. Um, some used their gifts to help them in school, um, but and many were closeted till they got older. And a few people came to it in their late 40s. And, and after a life as a, either a naval commander, Suzanne Giesman or Robert Hansen came from a family of policemen who thought he was nuts when in his mid 40s, he's developed this mediumship ability. So it's, their stories are all hugely different. But I think I was guided to do this because by telling the stories of these 33 people, none of, by the way, are who are really famous. I did not want to do celebrity psychics. Um, I kind of put a face on intuitive and psychic ability instead of just waiting every few years for that celebrity psychic to come down and be on television. And people think that's the only person who's gifted. Uh, I wanted to put a face on it and tell their stories. And people have said to me, Marianne, I can't believe these people are very highly gifted, but they've had problems in their life. Some of them are divorced. <laughs> some are in abusive relationships. You know, some struggle with infertility. I mean, there's just, it's all over the map. And, and they said, but what struck me is that they're normal people with an extraordinary gift. And the one of the, I, this is not just the 33 profile chapters. And, and by the way, it's the gift within us. And I'll explain that in a minute. It's, I also have store uh, chapters where I interview Dean Radin, Dr. Gary Schwartz and other, I call them today's brave, paranormal explorers who actually um, study psychic ability at a time during the period when traditional scientists look down on that. It's a taboo. You don't do that stuff. You're not going to get tenure. You're not going to advance in your career. But these people, mostly men, have been studying this for years. And I have a chapter about them. I have a chapter about how people with these gifts have been treated throughout history. You know, back in the day with, when there were kings, they used the abilities of these people to help them. So they were revered, but there have been other periods in history where they were persecuted. So that was interesting to me. And I have another chapter about six simple steps to accessing your own inner voice. Um, so it's kind of a all encompassing book, but while I am trying to legitimize and change the perception of gifted people, the second order of business that my guides gave to me was tell everybody that they all have access to this divine wisdom, divine guidance simply by listening to our own inner voice. Now, the one caveat is something that many people can't do. You have to take your ego down a couple of pegs, be humble and listen. And then this era of reality TV, so many of us think, oh, I just had the most brilliant idea. I'm so great. And you mentioned that with your nodes in the astrology section, we kind of need to tune in and listen. And by the way, to have this, this range of beautiful gifted wisdom there for us to access so easily um it, people need to know about it this form of communication intuition 
has been largely misunderstood and not really utilized by many average people. And so that's two reasons uh, that I was guided to write this book, to, to let everybody know that it's right there at our fingertips. You don't have to be a master meditator. I, I really admire those people, but I'm a white knuckler. So for me, <laughs> I mean, they get me in the shower. They get me when I'm waking up in the morning. I have learned to develop that muscle, right? Where I do, oh, that's coming from them. Like, for example, I will tell you, I do not take credit for the bow or the name. I was, you know, thinking of different things and people said, oh, you need stars in the cosmos. And my guys were like, uh, Marianne, this is a gift. Let's do the bow. It looks like a, a present. Also, we don't want it to look new agey because it, some people are turned off by that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, I, I don't take full credit for everything. In fact, even writing this book, quite frankly, I call it being drafted. There were times when I'm like, oh, you know, I have my PR business. That's what I'm doing. But this has been a labor of love and I feel honored to have been, you know, drafted to help, you know, send this message out. That is, that is such a, your story is so marvelous, you know, cause um, I really am a firm believer of how we sort of somehow muddle our way through life is kind of what mm -hmm. I say, but we do have, we have help from the other side, oh, you know, yeah. call it guides and angels, call it, you know, grandma, Grandma Annie, you know, whoever it was, um, we do have help from the other side. And I'm also, I'm, I was laughing about your white knuckle statement because I'm, I have this vision of your guys going, quick, she's taking a shower, grab her, right? You know, <laughs> you know, it's true. If they can get through to me, sometimes I feel like they take a big rubber mallet and boing, you know, and, and I've gotten better at it, but um, truthfully, it, it doesn't take work. You know, a lot of people, I was on one show and, and the, the two hosts said to me, Marianne, our audience is going to love you because the one question we always get is, I'm just not good at meditating. I don't know what I need to do to get there. And I said in my book, if I had, to, although I have respect for this, but if I had to hold crystals in my hands, focus on my chakras, <laughs> I never could have been able to write this book. So I'm writing this book so that regular people understand that it's there for all of us, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um you know, I've actually taught um, psychic development classes for 25 years. And the biggest thing is exactly what you just said. You, right. you just hit it right on the head. Number one, I can't do this. I've got to be some big mm -hmm. famous person. I can't do this. And, um, and, and number two, um, who am I to do this? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and quieting, you know, can we get quiet? How hard is it, I say to people, to listen to someone talking to you? You know, like if, if you're in a room, if you and I are in a room and all of a sudden you say, hey, Loretta, and mm -hmm. I go, huh? Right. Mm -hmm. How how hard was that for me? Did I have to, like, say hold crystals and clear my chakras to hear you or did I just need to listen? No, and I, I had yeah. this wonderful thing my guide mm -hmm. said to me the other day. You know, back in the day, uh, I was raised Catholic. Um, and this book is not about religion. I don't care if what religion you are. <laughs> if you're not religious, it transcends religion. However, um, this the Pew Research, PEW Research, found that the fastest growing group of us are people who are called spiritually but not religious. Spiritual but not religious. They have turned away from traditional religion, but they're yearning for that spiritual connection. And that's what this book is about, is that vast group of people who, for whatever reasons, and I've been told by people, I read your book, I had turned away from whatever church they were with, but I've, I've now been rebirthed as far as understanding that they're there to, 
they are there to help me. I, I call them the powers that be. And, and I'm human, so I can't physically see them, but I know it's kind of a conglomerate of, you know, God, my higher self, my guides, my angels, maybe deceased loved ones, whatever. I just know they have an enormous sense of humor which people don't give them <laughs> yes, credit they for. Do. <laughs> and they sometimes I joke that I'm working with colleagues on this plane and colleagues on that plane writing this book. And it's like having access to the writer's room at Saturday Night Live. I mean, this brilliant, funny yeah. stuff that they come up with, I'm writing down. People take all this new age stuff so seriously. It's time to get over that, okay? It's very humorous, it's very warm. And the analogy I started to tell you in the days when I would pray or people pray, they're holding the receiver up asking for help, asking for guidance, secretly wondering, am I talking to anyone? Am I worthy? Can, are they listening? And what they don't understand is that they are there with the receiver in their hand going, I'm yearning to talk to you. I want to help you. They're actually rooting for us. You know, they, yeah. they, and this message I want to get out, I have an 18 year old daughter who I love so much. And I love my husband, love other family members, but something about a child, they can be as snarky as get go. And you're like, <laughs> I love you no matter what. Well, they love us the same way. We just, we just don't understand that, that that's there for us. And um, it isn't how good we are, or how many times we've gone to church or any of that. It's there. And we, frankly, the reason I think I was motivated or drafted to write this book, these are very challenging times if we thought y2k yes. was scary look at us 20 years later yeah. and they kind of have are forcing a regular everyday people to go hey listen i'm here for you just tune in just listen and i, I give you this last analogy because a lot of people still don't hear it do you remember the movie the wizard of oz mm -hmm. okay do you remember how dorothy has gone through the, you know, the flying monkeys of a actor and she's in, in the poppies and everything bad can happen to her. She's crazy. She gets to Oz, the wizard can't help. So Glinda comes down, beautiful Glinda. And she says, but Dorothy, you've always had the a power to go yeah. back to Kansas. Yeah. And they gave me that early in the morning when I went and I wrote it down, you know, dutifully. And that kind of says a lot to me because it's, it's so much easier, right? Than, than people think. And I, that's kind of the message of the book. It's super simplicity. Um, and I'll say, I'll read this one thing. Archbishop Flynn, the, the Catholic Archbishop, who I interviewed for this book, says something beautiful. By the way, he's a family friend he, when he was Father Flynn. Many years ago, I hadn't talked to Father Flynn for 20 years. And when I was writing the book, I was finishing, I thought, I wonder what a Catholic you know, Archbishop would say about this stuff. Is he going to say it's the work of the devil? I really, I knew he's a lovely man, but I hadn't talked to him in years. And I called him and we discussed this and I interviewed him, what came out of his mouth shocked me. He said, Marianne, saints have had these abilities. Jesus had these abilities. He says beautiful things, which I, I have in my first chapter, The New Spirituality, But any, and he just passed um, in October, oh, yeah. but he's oh. a fantastic fellow. And mm -hmm. I'm just going to read this quote on the back of my book from Archbishop Harry Flynn. This direct connection has always been available to all of us. Some receive this guidance through prayer, some through meditation, and others by simply listening to their inner voice. We all have access to divine wisdom. It's just a matter of knowing and trusting that we are loved and worthy of receiving that guidance. That sums it up. So I was thrilled that he um, would go on record because I had tried to interview rabbis and ministers and priests about intuition. Nobody would go on record to say anything. There's still this kind of disconnect and trying to figure it out. Um, but that isn't to say they don't understand it. It's just that 
there's a lot of politics going on in yeah, traditional yeah. religion. Sadly, yeah, I, so. I get that. What a beautiful, beautiful quote. And, you know, um, I'm a firm believer in, in what I call self-empowerment, finding your own guidance. And, and believe me, I, I love um, intuitive psychics. I, I go to people all the time, you know, even though I've got my own connections, it's, it's really good to go to someone. Mm-hmm. But, but if we can really develop, develop that, that inner listening muscle, you know, our own guidance system, our personal guidance system within us, then we're not going to be led astray by masses of people that are going this way. And, and I know everybody's experiences where everybody's like going to go do this thing. And you're like, I don't feel quite right. Or I don't, you know, something inside me is telling me no. And then when we override that, we always end up in that situation where we're like, oh, I should have listened to that thing inside me that was trying to direct me a different way. Yes. So, yeah. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Uh, I was going to say, we're going to take a, a break. Okay. Uh, we have to take one break. That's it. And keep, keep your thought because I want you to come back and respond to that. And this is Loretta Brown, my guest today, the amazing Mary Ann Borer. It's just such a pleasure to have you on the show. And she's written a great book, The Gift Within Us. And we keep showing you the cover because we think if we show it to you enough, you might just go buy it, which could be a good thing, right? Uh, but by the way, just before the break, I had um, I posted on social media that you were going to be on the show. And, and one of my clients said she just got the book. Uh, I think it was Monday after she had a session with me. She just went and got it. And I went, that's divine synchronicity right there. It's supposed to be, right? Wow. So anyway, don't go away. Uh, we'll be right back. We're going to talk more about like, This is actually one of my favorite subjects. Who knew? And uh, we'll take a station break. Energy is powerful. It's all around us. Mysterious. Full of potential. Directing positive healing energy to raise your vibrational rate through Reiki can change your life. Reiki master Loretta Brown has relieved stress, sadness, anger, and even helped clients lose weight, stop smoking, and end sleep disorders. Worldwide, people have sought out Reiki Oasis. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. We all make promises, big and small. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. I do solemnly swear to help you when you're in need. To be considerate and caring. To be your loving, faithful friend, partner, child, parent, neighbor, One of our most important commitments is to support our nation's veterans. Learn how you can help a veteran going through a difficult time by visiting maketheconnection.net. It's time that you are heard, and I don't mean in just a conversation. I mean really heard. Imagine hosting your very own radio program on Alternative Talk 1150. Talk about being heard. Call 425-653-1150 right now to learn how affordable it can be to host your own radio show. Time slots are going fast, so take hold of this chance by dialing 425-653-1150. Alternative Talk, we have an opportunity waiting just for you. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. Welcome back to the original Loretta Brown Show. And of course, I'm Loretta Brown with my wonderful guest, Marianne Borer, author of The Gift Within Us, Intuition, Spirituality, and the Power of Our Own Inner Voice. And uh, I suggest you just get the book right now. Just go do it. It's, it's Yeah, just go do it. And um So before the break, I was talking a little bit, we were talking about finding your own answers and also 
other psychics. And so, Marianne, I'm just going to go ahead and let you jump in there. Okay, well, I have to say that um, one of the reasons I wrote the book also was because having so many gifted friends, people would always ask me, how do I find someone who's very gifted? And the short answer is, it's hard, okay? Um, I tell people, you can go to your local New Age bookstore, chances are those people already have a line on whom the community is gifted, but it's a tough one. So when I interview these 33 highly gifted people, I have all of their contact information at the back of the book be at their websites, their phone numbers, their email addresses, and you can you can talk to them directly um, if you want to get a reading. And I, I, I love getting a read. I mean, I've had to have readings by everybody before they were in the book, so I'm kind of reading out. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. When you're talking to really gifted people, you and they don't know each other, of course, you hear almost the same thing coming from all over the world, Australia and England, and I've got people, and they're telling me, oh, and I'm writing it down, and I'm like, I've heard this from other people. Um, the reason I mentioned this also, so if you if you want to buy the book, you'll have this kind of directory at the end of how to reach these folk, and they're all highly gifted, but I want to stress also high integrity people. Anybody with a major ego or anything, they're not here. I, I'm, you know, these are all really wonderful people with the right motivation and, and super gifted. So their info is there if you want to find somebody for a reading. They're great. They're all over the country and even other countries. The thing I wanted to mention, maybe I'll put it in, the, I'm working on the next book. My guide said, Marianne gets started a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, are you kidding me? I've been carrying this book in, you know, like a baby for years. Now I can't, I'm going to get started in there. Yes. So I'm starting that, but I had... <laughs> I've written I'm sorry, I'm thinking about, uh, you know, sometimes women come to me and they can't have babies. And so we work oh. on that first baby and then all of a sudden they have twins and then they, oh. they got six more kids and that's what's happening. <laughs> it, it is true. It's crazy, but I'm still working on promoting this book because the message is, is very divinely guided for me to give. Um, but anyway, I, I wrote a chapter, which I probably put in the next one, about the three groups of people with psychic ability. Um, there are the out and out fakes. That's a very small minority. And mostly it comes in the form of corporate folk who do these psychic hotlines. Some of them are legit. There are some legitimate psychics working on them, but there are those that will just take anyone off the street, train them how to do it. So that, yes, is that there? Yes. But the largest group are what I call the middle group. They're called in my group, the well-meaning but mediocre psychics. Now, these people are not fakes. They're not out to take your money. But the difference is if you get readings from three or four different of these mediocre folk, you're going to hear different things all over the map. Oh, you're going to get back with that ex-boyfriend. Oh, you're, you know, you're going to get that job. But what they're picking up is your hopes and dreams, your thoughts, your fears. It's coming from you. The people that is another smaller minority of uh, the well, the really super gifted people, which are the people in my book. The difference is, is that they're going directly to the source. That's why if I get three or four readings from different super gifted people, they will all pretty much say the same thing without, of course, having conferred. So my thing is, and I've had many readings from many different people, the, they're not bad people, the giant group of well-meaning but mediocre, but you may not be getting the guidance that you really are seeking. It may just reflect what you're hoping happens or worry will happen. Um, that's why I have contact information for all the gifted people in my book, because it is, it is rare. Now, are there a lot of very highly gifted people? I'm writing the next book. I'm going to interview another group, and they're all from word of mouth. They've all been recommended. They're all very gifted. So, yeah, but I want to spread that resource around. And for the people that are kind of gifted, they might develop even more superior gifts if they 
work at it a little bit more. I don't know. But just like you used that analogy, every one of us can sing. Not many of us can sing like Adele. So just like any talent or gift, there are levels. So that's who's in my book are the super, really highly gifted people. Yeah. And, and I'm just going to put my two bits in on that because I think it's really important. Um, it's also very, very important that anytime you're listening to anybody, be they a super excellent psychic or a mediocre uh, psychic, that you you defer to your own inner voice. There's mm-hmm. times when I've had people do readings and I'm like, that is not right at all, right. right? Like I can tell, I don't know, it's just not right. And I've also had to do a lot of what I call um, help, helping people get back into their power because if, 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 and, and I don't mean to be bashing on people. Please don't, please no. don't misunderstand me because none of us are 100% perfect mm-hmm. uh, in reading. But when, when somebody will tell someone, you know, you're going to be dead in three months, oh, no. um, that is a very bad thing to be told. And so just, just, you, you just kind of pay attention to it. Like, like I say, just listen, think, and, and then go out. I also want to uh, uh, address something else, which is, you know, <laughs> You know, like I say, I'm in 26 years out there doing Reiki Oasis and readings and everything I've been doing. And 26 years ago, um, I was pretty much on the leading edge of, of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> and and I have to tell you that even I myself have a, have a when people say the word psychic, I draw back, yeah. right? Like, well, no, I'm, I'm an intuitive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a channel, right? Yeah. And so we have changed our language around that a little bit. And I, I think it's a, a good thing. You know, we need to have um, conversations around this also. Everybody is wired that way. Your brain is actually wired for the sixth sense, for ESP, for intuition. And your energy field is wired to sense. We're all connected energetically. Like our our roots all hold hands in the heart of the earth, right? You know, and then here we are up here on planet earth wandering around. Um, but yeah, to be able to find... Um, uh, a good a good person to do the reading. Uh, I also want to say this because I've read your book and you have such a wide variety of people. And I was thinking while I was reading it, like um, somehow you're drawn to someone. So I already know I'm going to contact someone for a reading. I'm like, oh, I have to contact that person. They have a message for me, right? So yeah. it's really, really fun that way. Yeah, I, I have Go to ahead. use the analogy, you know, think back to 20, 30 years ago, we just had phones with cords. Then we have these amazing, well, computers. Then the iPhone came in. This next level of, of in communication, which is really simply what intuition is, is the next level of communication. I mean, it's amazing what we can uh, achieve with an iPhone. It's out in the ethers. We can be, I can be riding in a car, you know, in this passenger seat, looking up things. We're going to have that next level. Maybe not all of us are going to be super highly gifted, but we, every last one of us, Loretta, as, right, has had a hunch gut feeling. We've all experienced that. And the, the P word, as I call it, the word psychic. Um, <laughs> I went through my book and I, I took out a lot of psychic medium. I, I have it in there still. It's a loaded word as a PR person. You know, you're, you're fighting an uphill PR battle with that word. It's been so maligned. So I do prefer giftedness or intuitiveness as, as a term. Um, if you read their stories, these people didn't, maybe in a past life, they knew they were coming in as a gifted person, but they didn't necessarily like hang out a shingle and say, I'm going to be psychic. It's, it's a tough road for many people. They have been persecuted. Um, and a lot of them just are helping other people. 
many didn't charge for years. You know, they're just helping people. Finally, they realize I'm spending all my time doing this. And so I'm going to start doing it, but they're very, there's all over the board about their motivations in my book, the people are all motivated by helping others. And also let's face it, they're, they're skilled and talented in this area. They do what they do best. So they help, but no, the, the communication level is going to rise where we all develop a finer tuned um, pathway to listening to that inner voice and the powers that be, as I call them, want us to connect because they're, if they're cool, they're funny, but they're also super wise and they're looking out for us and they know what better, what's better for us than maybe our own gut feelings. I mean, not our own gut feelings, but our own rational mind. That's the thing people say, what's the difference between gut feeling and, and you know, just making your own decision. I say, if your rational mind is telling you to do this thing, but your gut feeling is saying, do that, that's intuition. And you would be wise to listen to that. You really would, even if it kind of goes against what you're rationally thinking. And I think that that's kind of the takeaway. I mean, when I started to write this book, um, I just did it organically. I wanted to help my friends. I wanted to change the way people perceive these abilities. And then it organically grew into this other message in addition that we all have access to this. But I, one of the people in my book, Nancy Meyer, she's the first psychic I ever had a reading with. She's local here in Pennsylvania. And um, she, she was fantastic. And the other day we were talking and she said, Marianne, three years before you did your big event in 1997, don't you remember I told you you were going to write a book? And I vaguely, and she said, and you argued with me, you were grumpy. You said, no, I'm a PR person. I'm not an author. Are you kidding? And <laughs> she's right. I mean, I just didn't sit down and think, oh, you know, and the wonderful things I've been told by the people that have given me readings I just still put one pant leg on at a time. I mean, I was told there'd be a second book. Here, I'm writing it. Told all sorts of other amazingly wonderful, interesting things. I'm not there yet. I'm not living in that space. I'm just going on and doing my thing. Well, we're, we're people ultimately, right? We're humans on a journey. And this is part of our, part of our, our extension of the expansion of our understanding of ourselves. is the way I put it. Like, you know, everybody says we're moving into 5D, you know, from yeah. 3D to 5D and 4D is this awful birth canal. Um, but uh, 5D is just we're, we're more aware and accepting of the fact that we're, we, we telepath, we're connected, right? So, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. that it's a very special time when a lot of souls coming into this world are, are kind of light workers, as, as it's described. Um, you know, being on the earth isn't in itself a school, I mean, we go through tough times, we go through great times. It's also that our souls can grow and expand if we're open to that. And we kind of want to be open to it. It's a school, but it's, it's challenging, but it's good. But now that we know that there's this help and you don't have to go to the synagogue or that you know church or whatever, you can, we've all been forced. I mean, this was the first Easter. I couldn't go to an Easter mass in my life. Um, we've all been forced inward. It's a time, as you said in your astrology discussion, that we all have to kind of be around our families. I work from home anyway, but, you know, turn inward, but also take time to listen to ourselves. And astrologically, you're saying it's also right on, on the path. Um, but yeah, I think that we have to realize that, and it's not spooky. People think, oh, am I going to hear voices, see visions? Oh, no. You're already getting these inspirations on a daily basis. You may not just be aware of it, you know, and also ask for help. Again, I said before, people think they're not worthy we are worthy and if you've got a tough decision i had an agent previously that after two years it just wasn't working out and then i was stuck i had a book i had no agent and i'm like can you help me here 
And a couple of days later, someone called said, you should call this person. And he's my agent. He's wonderful. But don't be afraid to ask for help. Knowing one thing, though, it's not like a faucet you turn on and it gushes out 100% of the time every day. There are times what my archbishop friend said, or calls the desert of the soul. There are times that we're meant to kind of stumble around and figure things out on our own. That's how we grow. But they're rare. Most often, in my experience, if I ask for help, I get these inspirations, doors open, people call. I mean, it's crazy. But just like you're raising a child and they stumble and maybe skin their knee, it's kind of how we learn. So while that's not a 24-7 that we're meant to struggle so poorly, um, there that is a reality of being a human being on the planet. Uh, and I think that we're going to take the next step. But we already have in our consciousness. Yeah. yeah. I think that's where we are right now. So yeah. yeah. I think we've already taken it. We're just getting used to it. Right. Right. Um, I, I just want to share this quickly, and, and then I want you to talk about Einstein, right? Oh, um, please. Um, but I, I just, because I talk about this with people a lot, it can be really easy, and I love asking for help. Please don't forget to ask for help. Oh, yeah. Sometimes people say, well, they know what I need, and I go, well, yeah, but I know what you need, but I'm not going to come barge your door down and do it. Why don't you just ask them for help? What's what's wrong? You know, and so we can even be exasperated. We don't have to be, please come get me. You're like, wow, I'm really fed up, and I'm just, I'm a hot mess over here, and I need some help, so could you please help me? Like, you know, do your job. And, and they have a sense of humor, so they can deal with that. But yeah, sometimes the answers come and be prepared for the answer to not be what you want, right? Or to come in a way that might surprise you such out, out of, as out of the mouth of someone you never thought would bring you a message. Mm -hmm. So um, it, it comes from all over the place. Um, very quickly, I, I w was having a problem with a friend of mine in 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 Texas one time and I was thinking should I contact this person should shouldn't I do it and I was just sort of ruminating as I was getting ready I uh, and so I go out and I get into the car and I turn the radio on and and they're and they're saying and they're from Austin Texas blah 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 <laughs> right and I'm like what so then I'm I'm driving and about three seconds later there's this truck going past me and I look over and there's like cheese and there's something about Texas on the side of the truck and I'm like what and then and this is no lie I look in front of me and the guy you know I live in Seattle the car in front of me has a Texas license plate so do mm. you think I needed to contact the person mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, it comes in funny and ironic and often humorous ways. We just yeah. need to pay attention to those those yeah. incidents. So please tell us about Einstein. Okay, I'm going to have to give you the short version because I've been told that if I tell the full story, it goes on for 10 minutes. So <laughs> we don't have that time. So basically, I will tell you that I was writing this book 2016. It was a cold February um, Saturday. It was a February 13th. And um, I'm writing a chapter on great minds throughout history who embrace intuition, like Carl Jung, you know, certain mo great minds who cared about intuition and studied it. And my husband, who's been very supportive of this book all along, but he has his own uh, home office on the third floor. When he's up there and he's off of work, he's downloading music and doing things that, for whatever reason, he's calling me upstairs. Marianne, Marianne, come upstairs. I, I have something to show you. And I, that's a first. I, okay. I come upstairs and there are these quotes on his computer screen from Albert Einstein about intuition and saying really positive things about it. And I said, wow, I honestly, I didn't know Einstein was involved with intuition. I had no idea. So 
my husband, I said, why are you looking this up for me? You've never done this before. And he goes, I don't know. I just suddenly remembered that Einstein had said these quotes and I thought it would help you. Anyway, I, I go back to my office. I'm researching Einstein and intuition. I find a vast number of things that he had said. So, and he got in trouble for saying some of them. He was put down in, in a magazine called The New Republic. They made fun of him. He, he's a famous man by this point. He's, it was 1932. So anyway, I'm, I'm thrilled that I found, my husband found this. So we go to dinner with, at the famous bur little burger place with my daughter, who then we drop off at a sleepover, come home, I go to bed, um, I get up early and I'm researching Einstein and all these other things. And then I go back to sleep because my husband's still asleep. And so around 8.20 in the morning, this is Valentine's Day morning, I get up to take a shower, barely clothed. I go into my computer to check my email quick. The phone rings, I grab it because I don't want to wake my husband up. And it's, I'm thinking my daughter's at a sleepover. Is there something wrong? It's a lady on the other end of the phone I've never spoken to before. It's a Sunday morning, 8.20 a.m. And she says, good morning. I was doing my morning meditation and prayers and I was directed to call you and wish you a happy Valentine's Day by Albert Einstein. Well, I nearly lost it because I'm thinking, <laughs> what? what? So anyway, she goes on to say, yes, you're a vessel of truth. And he wanted to call this morning and tell you that you're in the right, uh, you're making the right moves with this project. You've been directed to the right people uh, with this project. And you recently parted ways with someone who wouldn't have been good for this project. And just to quickly say, I had a good friend of mine for 20 years who found out I was writing more profile chapters and became jealous and said she would sue me if I didn't make her the star of the book, which is, I told you, there's no star of the book. So he knew that. So he goes on to give me messages and whatever. And you, you'll need to like read the book to see the whole chapter. But it's this medium from Long Island who I guess channels Einstein and Nikola Tesla, who I said, how I said, do you know my name? She goes, no, but I know one of your names is like my mother, Anne. I said, do you know what I'm working on? She said, I'm sorry, I do not. And I said, how'd you get my phone number? Now, my phone number is not only enlisted, it's in my husband's name. His name, his last name is different than mine. So she said, well, when he, Einstein was giving me the message I'm to give to you, he dictated your phone number. And I, I, I mean, that was shocking enough. But then she gave me the message. I'll just say the first uh, sentence of the message, but it blew me away. If you can listen to this, he says, her voice lowered. And by the way, I'm tape recording this because I'd been doing interviews and I thankfully had a tape recorder there. Yeah. But he, he says, Madame, her voice or Madame, who uses that? I am still <laughs> focused on the agenda of bringing humankind to the highest, best good. I'm still focused on the agenda of bringing humankind to the highest, best good. It is not about, it is about not destruction, but elevation of the illumination of consciousness. And there's more, but you need to read it. So at the end, I said to her, can I have your phone number? Cause I need to call you tomorrow. Cause I was like shaking and she gives me her number in Long Island. And I did call her and she confirmed that yes, she had channeled Einstein and got my number from him. So I go in to take my shower and I look up and I say to the powers that be, can you tone it down a little bit? This is more <laughs> than I can handle. And then my daughter, my husband wakes up and I tell him, he goes, well, I'm the one that Einstein got through to first because I found those quotes. I'm like, you, you're right. And my daughter comes home from her sleepover and dad, my husband says, guess who got a call wishing her a happy Valentine's Day? Mom got a call from today. He goes, Albert Einstein. And my daughter gave like the 14 year old eye roll because she's heard it all from me. But, but you can read the whole thing. It, it's amazing. I wasn't going to put it in the book because as a PR person, I thought, oh, people are going to think you're crazy. But because it really happened, and it, I was encouraged by many people, including my guides, put it in, it's there. And I say at the beginning, if you're going to think I'm crazy, but here it is. So that's, that's that story. It's called A Valentine's Day Call from Albert Einstein.
That is a wonderful story. I am just like blown away by that story. I mean, you know, it's one thing for your, your husband to be doing that, but to get that phone call. <laughs> and I'm half naked. I'm sorry. I mean, Albert Einstein's <laughs> calling me. I'm sitting there in like underpants, okay? I mean, I, <laughs> I thought that was so funny, right? And so the rest of the day, I had to make beef stew and do laundry just to feel normal again. And, um, but no, he's on the case. Einstein and other brilliant energies are on the case. And what one of my scientist friends said, who's in the book, he said, you know, what's really amazing is the numbers. He said, I think that Einstein and a, or a collection of brilliant energies, including Einstein, called you. But the numbers, I've only seen that one other time with a, a, a something that was locked away in a safe, some kind of code. But um, yeah, he got my number, called yeah. me. He, he's got your number and he's letting you know it and they're all letting you know that they're helping you and supporting it. Um, you know, there is an energy that comes from the book and you can feel it when you pick it up and, mm -hmm. you know, as a sensitive and I, I'm, I'm real sensitive to that kind of thing. Uh, sometimes I just go in, in the bookstore someplace and I just walk around and then there it, there it is. There's the one I need because I can feel it. But for all the listeners, um, my guest today is Marianne Bohr. We've got just about one minute or one and a half minutes. Uh, what are some final things you would like to share with the audience? Where can they find you and your book? And um, Well, all the bookstores have been closed up until recently. So <laughs> yes, they have been. Nice to put out a book on the pandemic, right? But I, I believe in divine timing, so I'm all about that. Um, but no, Amazon.com. Just type in The Gift Within Us or my name, Marianne Bohr, B-O-H-R-E-R. I also have a website. It's simply my name, www.maryannbohrer.com, and um, Facebook as well, and Instagram. So, you know, it's out there. I will tell you, I'm blessed because it was named the number one new release on Amazon for the first month and a half in the spiritual self help category that it was released. I'm like, really? So, I think that it's answering a lot of people's questions right now. Um, I did do some PR around it, but I stopped in March. I yeah. said, I'm leaving it to the virus. I'm not going to bother any journalists or producers. But yes, it's done very well. But I think it's answering people's questions. And I'm frankly coming from a very pure place. Their message is the message I'm conveying. I'm just the worker bee, yeah, um, as it. are many intuitives that are doing this. right. And no, do I do readings? I have the capacity to do so. That's not my role in this life. I'm more kind of like a foot in this camp, a foot in the journalistic camp. So. I think it's really good for all of us to realize that we are intuitive and it's time to tap into that. Anyway, thank you so much for being on the show. This is Loretta Brown. You can find more out uh, about me at ReikiOasis.com and do check out The Gift Within Us, Mary Ann Borer. Thank you so much for being on the show. Blessings. Bye, everybody. Be nice. Be kind. Drink water. <laughs>